Jekyll. Yes, that's me. I bring you here today for an Eat My Shorts episode of Puds in the Key of Springfield. Hans Sprungfeld. Okay, Pods so you're, you're here to eat my shorts. Pods, Pods in the Key of Hans Sprungfeld. Okay. So, um, re- uh, the day before we recorded this episode, some would say yesterday. Yes. When all your troubles seem so far away. A song that is yeah. not on Revolver. Um <clears throat> released in 1966. Um, yesterday, an interview went up on um, alleged news website news.com.au, <laughs> uh, which is an interview with Mike... Re- oh, no, it's not an interview. It's, it's excerpts from a book of his that he's just released. Okay. And apparently, it is supposed to answer several of the show's biggest mysteries. And who is Mike Reese exactly? Oh, Christ. Um, <laughs> he was a writer that has been around since the start, I believe. Actually, the episodes that we've just watched, one of them was um, produced by Mike Reese, I believe. And he has won four Emmys. Four He's Emmys. a writer and producer. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. So okay. he, he works on The Simpsons. He works on The Simpsons. He's popular a writer. Popular animated sitcom. And what is The Simpsons? Uh, it's popular animated TV show, The Simpsons. Okay. So what I thought we'd do is we'd have a quick look through this list. I've had a look through the list. I'm not convinced by some of the answers that, that these are the okay, biggest... So what is this list exactly? It, it's, a, it's a list of the biggest mysteries that he has revealed about the show in his book, which is called Springfield Confidential. <laughs> Springfield Confidential. So I feel like there have already been several books released <clears throat> with names either the same or very similar to this. I agree. Because I've read at least one of them. Yes. I agree. Didn't, and so it wasn't very good. This one might be good. I don't know. I haven't read so it. So I thought I'd go through and see because you know, you know, I'm reading the new David Sedaris book. That's very good. Stop hijacking this very simple idea. <laughs> All I want to do is reverse engineer this list to ask them as questions and okay. see if you can figure out, and then we can discuss. Okay. The Simpsons. Okay, so this, this is, is a podcast. Uh, the Seven Secrets of the Simpsons episode where you're going to quiz me on the seven secrets. I don't know if there are seven. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. firstly, do you know... So, Mike Reese has revealed yes. why the characters have their trademark yellow complexion. Ooh, okay. Do you have a theory on why they have yellow skin? Okay, my thinking has always sort of been... That they're just cartoon characters, it's sort of fun, it's a fun thing to do. But if there is like a secret behind it, I guess it's some sort of Colossus thing. I guess, you know, they knew from the start that Dr. Colossus was going to play a fairly major part in the show. Interesting. They knew that they wanted him to have a fa- like a green tinge to his skin. Uh-huh. Uh, they wanted the Simpsons... They wanted us to know from the very start that something was awry, something had gone horribly wrong in this town, that the citizens were inherently sick because of his nefarious experiments. Right. And that has very, very slowly been unpacked across 29 seasons. That's very interesting. And you know what's interesting about uh, Simpsons being yellow and Colossus being green is that there must be something going on with a blue character in there because how do you get green? You mix... Yeah, blue. if you're blue, da, dee, da, ba, da. Right. Yeah, so yeah, my, everything, you, it was all yellow. That's a song as well. Yeah. Is there a song about the color green? Mm. Seems like you would know. You love the color green. I do. Nearly everything in my house is green. Yeah. Um, uh, green, da, bu, dee, da, ba, da. Uh, songs about green. 
Um, I mean, there's probably some environmentally themed songs, I guess. Yeah. What about the Green Day cover of The Simpsons theme song? Oh, that <laughs> dross. <laughs> um, okay, so Reese's explanation for the uh, skin tone yes. is that Bart, Lisa, and Maggie have no hairlines. There's no line that separates their skin from their hair points. So the animators chose yellow. It's kind of skin, kind of hair. Is it though? I'm not very convinced by that explanation, Mike Reese. To me, that seems like some bad reverse engineering. I don't know that I've ever met anyone with that hair color, like a bright, like fluoro yellow. To me, look, I think Mike Reese is still covering for Colossus. If I were to guess, interesting. I think the long game is still being played, and he hasn't. He doesn't feel confident revealing his full hand in this uh, Simpsons confidential time. Right. Right. So next, next mystery that I will pose to you as a question. Sure. Why do they live in Springfield? In why do they live in Springfield? Why do they live in Springfield? Or perhaps I could rephrase this as how was Springfield chosen as the name? Okay, so the typical explanation for this is that Springfield is the most common town name in America, and that's why they said, oh, "But, but, but." I'm that's, thinking that's the explanation I've heard. Yes, yes, I'm thinking. I mean, there must be more to it, right? If this is some grand fucking secret that he's held on to. Right. I so, mean, us, us patsies have been fed this... Li- us patsies yes. have been fed this line regarding it being the most common town name. We've been fed this lie our entire lives, Jack. Okay, so I think somewhere in the... We've been consuming this lie, and as you know, there is no ethical consumption to capitalism. Yeah, exactly. So what I'm thinking is that somewhere within the galaxy that The Simpsons is set within, there's a planet somewhere... That is made up of, um, you know, like townships, and on each of in each of these townships, there are people who resemble humans but aren't quite there. Like they might have yellow skin, pokey hair, that sort of thing. Sure. And uh, pokey hair, you know, po- the- pokey hair as in hair like Pokey Gumby's sidekick from the Plasticine. More like Pokey the Penguin, the obscure '90s webcomic. But um, oh, what I'm thinking okay. is that these towns get lifted off of this planet and transported into other worlds throughout the galaxy. So that these people can eventually assimilate. What, and like in the world of The Simpsons, this mm. has happened thousands of years ago, and this is why uh, everyone in this world now has the like the yellow skin and the overbite and everything. It's because these aliens have actually assimilated their way into human culture. And I believe it's called Springfield because they have to drop the they have to drop the continent or township sure. from a high orbit, and to achieve that, the bottom of the bottom of it is covered in springs, so it'll sort of land oh, and like so it'll, land, it'll land drawing, yeah, it'll okay. like bounce back a little bit, but oh, eventually cute. settle. And 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 in a field, yeah, yeah, okay. So that's it's like a field of springs at the bottom of this continent. So when you say there's a galaxy in which the Simpson, well, sorry, a galaxy in which there is a planet where people have yellow skin and spiky hair, yeah, and that that has assimilated with our own universe, yes. Are you talking about some kind of like omelette flip, because? Look, there's definitely some sort of egg-based dish involved in this. Because also, so for, for anyone who's new to the show, we I have an ongoing theory that there are um, fractures in the timeline mm. that is, I think, it's like the gooey bits <clears throat> when you fold yep. an omelette over. Um, the intermingling of two egg-based timelines. But also, what colour are omelettes, James? 
uh, traditionally they, oh my god, <laughs> typically they're yellow. Typically, yeah. So I mean, it's kind of more like you know how when you fry an egg, if you haven't like cleaned the pan properly after whatever you just cooked in yeah. there, you flip it over and it's kind of like there's all the little bits on the bottom. It's yeah. like that, but with springs. Yeah, spring yeah. feel with springs. Yeah, yeah. Um, if the, those little crusty bits on the bottom of a pan in French, they're called the fond. F-O-F-O-N-D. I'm um, quite fond. In the, of that phrase. In the book, Reese said the name of the town, hmm. being Springfield, yep. was borrowed from the 1950s hit sitcom Father Knows Best and was chosen by Gr- Groening for its generic blandness. Okay. Uh, now, Nick, would you consider Springfield to be, in some ways, the sixth main character in The Simpsons? I would. And it's curious that you... Because Reese goes on here with further explanation. And it's curious that you, uh, your theory, because he goes on to say, we once said that East Springfield is three times the size of Texas. In one episode, we see Homer <laughs> shoveling snow in the morning and lying in a hammock sipping lemonade that afternoon. This raises the question, what planet is Springfield on? Oh. That's, that's, pretty in, that's pretty interesting that you ended up on planets. I mean, um, it's just common sense, really, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Why does the name The Simpsons yeah. emerge from behind clouds oh. at the start of the... Okay, so around, I think it was credit. the year 2000, uh, game designer Will Wright revealed his game The Sims, right? Sure. And it was like, you know, popular little game where you play with little people, they're in a house, they do their shit. Um in the year 2007, I believe it was, the Simpsons game released on PS3, Xbox 360, and Wii. It was published by EA, and Will Wright uh, has a cameo in that game. He appears as himself. Oh. This is real. This actually happens. Yeah, he, right. he pops up, and you have a little chat with Will Wright, and then you carry on your merry way. So I think in the 80s, uh, Matt Groening was talking to Will Wright and we always said, you see, man, I've got a plan for a video game. I'm going to call it The Sims. And uh, it's going to be about this. I think Matt Groening heard that and said, you know what? I love this idea. I think it's great. Mm. Uh, I'm going to play the shit out of it. I'm going to slip a little tribute into uh, into my hit TV series, The Simpsons. Mm. Where it's going to say Simp. I can't have it say Sims because then it'll mm. be the... The Simpsons. Yeah, The Simpsons. Yeah, no good. So no, no good. It's a tribute to the Will Wright video game, The Sims. Okay, so Reese explained that when the show name is revealed, viewers only see half the word, i.e. The Sims, before the rest follows, and it was created that way on purpose. You see the first half of the family's name before the rest of the word. Uh, well, Simps is short for simpletons, you know, stupid people. Like the ones you're about to see in the show. Okay, that's ludicrous for a few reasons. <laughs> yeah, literally First what the of fuck? all, the classic story of like Matt Groening pitching this story is that he originally was going to pitch like Life in Hell yeah. to uh, Tracy Ullman, I suppose. Sure, and, Tracy Grimshaw. But then in the waiting room, he was like, wait, I don't want to give up this property that I own, like this uh, major thing. So he made up The Simpsons like basically on the spot going into this meeting. Yeah, and there's no way he was playing this fifth dimensional chess in the waiting room. He just picked like a popular name or the name of some people he knew or something like that. Fifth dimensional chess being Jerek? I believe that's the correct name for Jarek. that. Jerek? Yeah, the, the Star Trek five-dimensional chess. I believe it's called Jerek. Okay, in the episode we just recorded earlier today, you made a point of saying that you didn't give a shit about Star Trek and were annoyed that Star Trek was even referenced in The Simpsons. I did. Why do you know the name of the chess game they play in Star Trek? Uh, three-dimensional chess. Let me check to see if I've got this right. 
Um, oh god, Star Trek three-dimensional chess. Try. I've only chess. ever seen one episode of Star Trek, so I can't really comment. And it was New Generation. Oh, all this refers to it as Try D chess, but I swear it's called. Well, let's Jared let's not dig that hole and then anyway, bury ourselves in it. That's fair. <laughs> um, what are you doing now? You you typing away at your little computer here? Uh, no, no, that works. Um, okay. Also, um, is simps really short for simpletons? I wouldn't have thought so. Not a phrase I've ever heard. I mean, who is in that brief moment seeing simps saying, oh, it's a show about the simpletons? Oh, it's a show about idiots. Yeah. Um, how did the characters get their names? Okay, so usually the it's just, you know, people say they're just named after family members of Matt Groening. That's what I've heard. But again, yep. fast secret. Obviously... Homer is named after the author of uh, the Odyssey. Yes, the good. Odyssey and the Iliad. Mm. Now, what people don't know about Homer, the the Greek figure, is that after the Odyssey, he uh, he actually released another story that people are less familiar with mm. called the uh, the Stimpsons, and mm. it was about this family. Oh. It was actually about his family. It was like this sort of like wacky sitcom sort of setup, and, and it was about. Um, it was about Homer, Bart, uh, Maggie, Lisa, Marge, and Telemachus, uh, his son, who were all uh, all lived on this island off the coast of Peloponnesia, I think it was. Peloponnesia. Yeah, I think that's a place. And, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, they lived off there. And, uh, you know, they would just sort of, like, have wacky hijinks, and the gods would visit them often. Like, Aphrodite would come down and, like, seduce Bart, and that sure. would be, like, one chapter. Yeah. Uh, in another one, I think Homer gets on the wrong side of Poseidon, and while he's off on his boat, he That's comes sad. back and finds that the family has been uh, washed away by a typhoon. Wow. It was a pretty dark sitcom, but um, yeah, I mean, it course. was written as well. It was a book, but you know, the oral tradition, Nick, is the earliest form of storytelling. Haven't I always said that? Um, it turns out Homer and Marge were named after real people. Creator Matt Groening used his parents. Lisa and Maggie were named after Matt Groening's sisters, but Bart was his own invention because it's an anagram of brat. Okay, in no way a secret. Borderline common knowledge, but... Uh, yeah. I, I think I prefer my theory because, you know, Nick, as podcasters, aren't we taking part in the long-running tradition of oral storytelling? I, I guess we Don't are. you think that in some ways we are the modern homers? I mean, sure. I mean, I think we're comparable to the, the great Greek epic poet, Homer. Sure. Wouldn't you say so? No, I'm not interested in anything. Nick, do you not like the Odyssey? No. What about that bit with the Cyclops? I don't mind the Honda Odyssey. (laughs) If I had to buy a wagon-type car, I'd probably look at a Honda Odyssey. What about Super Mario Odyssey? If I mention Honda Odyssey enough, do I get a free Honda Odyssey? Is that how how podcasts work? Well, I'm just angling for a free copy of upcoming game Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which oh. I probably will get as yeah. a game journalist. As a game I just journalist. have to send them an email, really, and request it. Um, do you know the inspiration behind the main conflict in the Flaming Mo episode? The inspiration for the conflict mm. in the... Well, uh, let me think. The main conflict in that episode, as I recall is that Lisa wants to uh, get Bart in makeup at the start of the episode. So uh, I think that would have been inspired probably by Matt Granny's family again. Probably, oh. probably Matt Granny's sister chased him down 
mm. uh, one night and slathered his face in makeup. Slathered. And then he jumped out a window and uh, broke his neck. And The Simpsons is actually the death dream he had on the way down. Oh. Which uh, has somehow projected itself onto our TV screens for 30 years now. That's very interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, no. Okay. Apparently... Um, uh, there was a tension between Sam Simon and Matt Groening yeah. where Sam Simon felt that Groening was getting too much credit for the show and that Sam Simon felt he should be getting more credit. And so Sam Simon wrote a storyline in which Homer invented something and then Moe came along and got all the credit uh, so for it. So they're calling that the main conflict of that episode. Mm, from are. what I understand, um, from everything I've read and heard, Sam Simon had a pretty fair point as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. My understanding is that Sam Simon was probably right to be pissed off. Hmm. I I didn't know. Don't that... chew on your on your little toggle thing. I I didn't know that this was a. I didn't know that that was a a common known thing. But I guess this is meant to be exposing the big secret. Yeah, it was Sam Simon, and then his doppelganger Simon Sam, who got even more credit mm. than anyone. I'm not even going to quiz you on the next secret because the next secret is. Michael Jackson did the voice except for when he was singing and then they got a voice actor to do the singing bit. Like, that's not a secret, is it? No, but uh, what do you think of that episode? Uh, it's, it's fine. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm not in the headspace of, of doing the riffs. I'm really hungry and I just came into this <laughs> Eat My Shorts with the idea of I was going to run through this little quiz and actually not have to do anything. So I'm not really... <laughs> I'm not really in the right headspace. Well, if you're really hungry and this isn't Eat My Shorts, would you like some shorts to eat? No. Okay. Um, uh, there Lisa, is, it's your birthday. There, apparently there is one guest that they have tried to get on several times and he, clue there, continues to decline. Do you know who it could be? Barack Obama. Bruce Springsteen, apparently. Bruce Springsteen? They've tried to get Bruce Springsteen on a lot, apparently. Okay. Um, I mean, that guy was born to run. You're going to have a hard time pinning him down. <laughs> nice. I heard he was born down in the Dead Man's Town. Um, the Leonard Nimoy cameo in the monorail episode was originally written for someone else. Do you know who that someone else could be? Ooh. Okay, so it was originally written for someone else, but they were still playing Spock, right? So Zachary Quinto, back when he was a young, young kid. Uh, sure, Zachary Quinto. Yeah, a, a name Zachary Quiznos, the, uh, the sub-chain. <laughs> that was a big snort. No, apparently it was written for George Takei. Yeah, okay, I, I feel like I've heard that, um, because George Takei would eventually lean in heavily to doing, like, voice work for Futurama. He was sure. in quite a few episodes of that. He does voice work all over the place. He did an episode of Community, where he was like the narrator. Um, Those are two examples. I'm sure there are others. I, I really, really hope that this next line is true. Takei turned the role down, saying, I don't make fun of monorails. <laughs> <laughs> what, what a stance to take. What a hill to die on. Well, that's actually, for a long time, been our stance on the podcast, which is going to make the monorail episode difficult. We don't make fun of monorails. Yeah. We can still riff on the episode. We just can't make fun of the public transport phenomenon that is a monorail. We're very, very serious about monorails, and people don't know that about us because we don't talk about it so much. Monorail and monorail adjacent forms of transport. Yeah, and when we are I'm, like, I, I'm on board with duo rails. I'll give them a go. I mean, if I was to open up like some sort of compartment on a monorail, and there was a large possum in there, 
I doubt that I would be jovial enough to call the big one buddy. I think I would be infuriated. I can't believe Groening says that's his favourite line in the show. Has, yeah. he not, has he not paid any attention to the show? It's a really funny show. Do you think he watches it? I don't think he does, because if that's it, the best one. Anyway, this episode didn't quite turn out to be as entertaining as I was hoping <laughs> it would be. Because um, I think the main issue with this the main issue with yep. this list of secrets yes. is that he doesn't blow open the secret that we're all talking about. Fucking Colossus is behind the entire yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean... Where was... There wasn't even a single mention of Colossus. No, there wasn't. I'm going to buy this book and burn it. Well, that seems a bit extreme. I don't think we should be burning books in the current political climate. Oh, actually, that's a really good point. Sorry, in the current political... That's a, that's a very irresponsible suggestion I've made. Yeah, because, you know, there are certain laws about when we can and can't burn things. And um, I think, you know, especially in Australia, there's so many fire fire warnings that go out. Although it is winter. It is winter. You know what? I think moment. we probably can burn the book, actually. All right. Should we burn it? My, my concern is what if it's been... What, what if the paper in the book has been... Tra- or maybe the binding in the book has been treated with some kind of chemical that's going to turn toxic when it burns? Well then, and then I end up asphyxiating to death on on the book of Mike Reese. You know what? I'm kind of okay with that. I always sort of figured The Simpsons would you're kill me okay, eventually. You're okay with me burning oh, to I'll death? Burn with you? Don't worry. We'll burn together. Oh. It'd be like Thelma and Louise, except they burn in a fire. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Tremendous. Um, anyway, yeah. So there's no Colossus. There's also no mention of Norman, who is. The secret we have been tracking. That's a good point. There's no mention of my coffee machine. There's no <laughs> mention of motor mic. There's nothing about the Monroe box. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, the Monroe yeah. box. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so they, I, at no point do they get into that issue of the comic that I had a really hard time finding. For a long time, that was one of the most pressing secrets in the Simpsons community was uh, how to get your hands on that comic. And then it turned out it was eBay, which is amazing. because I, I uh, believe that it was phrased yeah. as, what up with that comic? What up with that comic? Mm. That's my other podcast where we uh, we oh, talk about comics. Really, like, sometimes we talk about comic books. Sometimes we talk about stand up. Stand up comics. Yeah, we talk about like um, that time that uh, Damon Wayne's told me he was just going to go up there and do a jazz set, that sort of thing. Stop uh, referring to Mark Maron. None of neither of us like him. Why do we keep doing this? I kind of like him. Oh well. He did a really good interview with uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. I don't need to spruik Marin, the most popular podcaster possibly in the world. His in- his interview with Julie Louis Dreyfus was interesting. It was. Yeah. I like that one because he's very. He keeps like complimenting her, and she says, "Yeah, you're right. I am that good." Yeah, he, he's yeah. very insistent that you are the funniest woman in all of history, and, and she's, she's just like, like, "Yeah, you're yeah, right. I yeah, am. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah. I am. What of it? Yeah. Okay. So those were the the nine the nine I, I, I wasn't counting. No. <laughs> They were the famous five. They were the secret seven. Yeah, the the eleven secret spices and is secrets. There a, is there a podcast about Enid Blyton books? Do you want to do a podcast about Enid Blyton books? Yeah, kind of. Famous five, secret seven, <laughs> famous four. What would we? What's like a good name? Uh, Enid uh, Blycast. Uh, uh, what? Um. Uh, mm. Oh no, it'd be something like the Magic Faraway Pod. <laughs> okay. Or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Have I read any of you, Blaine? Man, you looked so deflated that that was my first <laughs> suggestion. That was outstanding. Um, I don't know. Have you read the, uh, the, the, the Magic Faraway Tree? Have you read, read The Secret Wishing Chair? I think I might have read The Magic Faraway Tree. Although that might just be a tree that I visited once. I don't know. So. <laughs> when, you, when you were on acid? Yeah. All right, I'm just going to do a quick Google search for Enid Blyton books, and you can have a look to see if you recognize any of them. Okay, sure thing. Enid Blyton books. 
Magic Faraway Tree, Enchanted Wood, Famous Five, oh, Naughtiest Girl, Girl in the School, written in 1940. Twins at St. Clair's, Island of Adventure, Famous Five Run Away Together, Five Go Adventuring, Five Go Off in a Caravan. <laughs> five Go Off in a Caravan sounds like a real adventure. <laughs> that sounds like a very low-key rave. <laughs> yeah, it's like Five Go to Smuggler's Trap, is that? Smuggler's uh, Top? Smuggler's Top. Five and then just like top. Five Fuck Around in a Caravan for a while. Yeah. First term at Mallory Towers. Five go on a hike together. You know, <laughs> five go on a hike together. <laughs> Let's look at five go on a hike together. Why would you pick five go on a hike together over five go to mystery more? <laughs> <laughs> Two pupils at Julian and Dick School win a scholarship to so the school gets extra holidays. What? Because and <laughs> that's not how scholarships work. That's not how scholarships work. Outstanding. And then they go on a hike. You usually have more study if you uh, if you have a scholarship. In a Blyton podcast uh, abc.net.au doesn't no. look like there's a dedicated in a Blyton podcast it doesn't look oh famous five podcast oh there is one damn it ah uh, okay oh they've only got oh no they've got quite a few episodes they've they were updating as of 19 days ago yeah I, uh, interesting <laughs> Uh, okay. What other well, wild shit could we do podcasts about? I don't know. Oh, uh, hang on. They haven't had that many. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve. Okay, so this is a monthly podcast. This is twelve in a year. Okay. We can beat that. Well, how often are we updating our podcast? Wait, I need to read. <laughs> I need to read these books if I'm going to do this. I don't want to do that. Do you need me to teach you how to read, Nick? Yes, please. Should we start watching The Simpsons with um, subtitles turned on so you can recognise oh, the words? That'd, that'd be cute, wouldn't it? Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're in our 30s. I don't think anything we do is cute. That's a fair point. Um, uh, all right, well, find us on all the places. Keep an eye out for our uh, upcoming podcast, um, uh, Five Go on a Pod. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, if we find any more, like, Simpsons secrets that we can delve into I guess we'll we'll bring them up at some point wizzle wazzle um oh uh, there's, there's no quote for me to do in this episode <laughs> fuck uh, wait I'll, hang on I'll do it I'll do an Enid Blyton quote <laughs> what a fucking rabbit hole <laughs> Enid Blyton I would like to say quote. at this point that um because podcasts are free some weeks they're just not going to be as good as other weeks and it's fine Okay, I've got a, I've got a fucking bizarre quote. Okay, wizzle wazzle. I think people make their own faces as they grow. Thanks, Enid Blyton, you weird unit. <laughs> Bye. I'm on a big Olympic hello for Springy, the Springfield Spring. Hey, that's cute. Good work, Dad. It's fun for the whole family. And the ends are razor sharp to protect our nation and its interests. Ow! God bless America.